Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, we're in Leviticus chapter 26. And when you read Leviticus chapter 26, at least for almost the first half of the, of the chapter, what you're seeing is this. You're seeing God say, hey, if you will obey me, if you'll do what I say, then this is what I'll do. I will bless you. And he lists a bunch of different ways that he'll bless the people of Israel. One of the ways that stood out to me the most in chapter 26, verse 8, he says, uh, five of you will pursue a hundred and a hundred of you will pursue 10,000. Your enemies will fall before you by the sword. In other words, you're going to be unstoppable in battle. I mean, think about five, chase 100 and 100 run. Or 100 chase 10,000 because the 10,000 are running from the 100 because they're terrified of them. So we hear those things and we go, yeah, obedience brings about, uh, uh, obedience brings about blessing. And it does. But then you read the rest where he says, but if you will not obey me, then this is what I will do. And there's punishment that comes. That God will, 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 um, will show wrath, will pour out wrath because of sin. And he warns the people of Israel. But friends, we got to remember, and especially we get down to here, chapter 26, verse 18. But if after these things you will not obey me, I will proceed to discipline you seven times for your sins. So we hear a, a verse like that. We go, man, God is so mean. And I think part of it is because we're just not used to it. We're not used to, to verses that speak about God this way if all that we do is land in the New Testament. Now, don't get me wrong. There's passages in the New Testament that show God's stance against sin. But in the Old Testament, we really are confronted with, hey, God is not tame. God is not safe. He's good, but he's not safe. He's not tame. And so you get to a passage like this and say, why would you do this? Because God is holy and God will punish sin because God and because God is loving and God is just, he will punish sin for God, for it's, it's unloving for God to not punish sin. If God doesn't show justice for those who have been oppressed or who are being oppressed now, if God doesn't show justice on their behalf, then he is not being loving toward those who've been victimized. And so we need to remember that God God is the standard for what love is. We are not. It's so easy to look and say, well, God's not being very loving here. Friends, there's never a moment where God is not loving, where God is not in complete love. That God, there's not a moment where God moves more loving and then less loving. He doesn't fluctuate like we do. He is always loving. He is always gracious. He is always merciful. He's always good, great. He's always holy. He's always in the fullness of all of his attributes all at the same time. So we go back to chapter 26, verse 18, but you see uh, God's motivation behind why it is that he would discipline the people of Israel. Look at it again. But if after these things, after these disciplines that he's going to put them through, after these punishments, if after these things you will not obey me, realize God's try God says, I'm going to do these things for what purpose? To draw you back to me. God's saying, I want to draw you back, draw you away from your sin and rebellion and back into fellowship with him. That's the purpose behind all of it. But he says, if you, won't, if you won't turn, then I'm going to continue to discipline. He says, I, I will proceed to discipline you seven times for your sins. So when we take that, the word discipline there, and then we flip over to Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 5, the writer of Hebrews says this, And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved or corrected by him, for the Lord disciplines, listen, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Friends, God's discipline is not disconnected from God's love. Rather, 
according to this passage, it says the Lord disciplines those that those whom he loves. Friends, God's discipline is not just God getting angry and throwing out some punishment and throwing out some discipline just, to, just because he can. God's whole purpose behind his discipline is because he loves us. That when we begin to wander off towards sin and rebellion and not stay in obedience, friends, he wants to draw us back into, into obedience. God desires to show mercy and God desires to show grace and God desires to bless us out because of our obedience. But friends, ultimately, above all those things, he wants us in intimacy, in close proximity, in intimate relationship with himself. And so whatever God has to do to draw us away from sin when we're in rebellion and draw us back into intimate relationship, obedience, abiding in Jesus, a relationship with himself, friends, that's always loving. Even with the people of Israel, here in Leviticus chapter 26, he is being loving. He is in covenant relationship with the people of Israel, and he does not give up on his covenant relationship with them. Even when they run from him, rebel him, hate him, hate his commandments, he still stays in covenant relationship with them because he loves them. And friends, I think the cross for us today, the cross is proof that God loves us and that God is in covenant relationship with us. And because of Jesus, we're seen as holy and blameless in the sight of God, that God receives us as his sons and daughters if we have surrendered our lives to Christ, declared that we're followers of Jesus. Friends, we're forgiven. That's the beauty. That's the joy. The incredible message of the gospel is that we can be reconciled to God. But friends, when we do wander off as followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will convict us. If we continue to push against that, push against his conviction, he'll convict even harder, convicting even harder. And then he may throw out discipline. He may have to discipline us in ways more than just the quote unquote, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but to do things in our lives to bump us back, to bring us back into fellowship with himself because he is the greatest good and he wants us to experience the greatest good, which is himself. Friends, I hope that's an encouragement. I hope it's a challenge. I hope there's conviction that comes out of that for those especially that need to hear that maybe you're wandering off. You need to come back. You need to come back to Jesus and the things that maybe you're experiencing just seems one thing after another. Sometimes it's just life. Other times, and that's what we say with just life, it's just random. And yet I believe that God is sovereign over all those things. But maybe you're going through a difficult time. It has nothing to do with that, you re that you're in rebellion. Some of you guys are walking with Jesus and you're going through some really harsh, harsh things. Trust God in those moments while you're being disciplined. It's not discipline with regards to punishment, but discipline as with regards to being trained up. And even if you go, even if you continue to go through Hebrews chapter 12, um, down to verse 7, he says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. For God is, uh, God is treating you as sons or sons and daughters. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which you all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So for those that you're just going through it, but you love Jesus, this isn't rebellion. You're experiencing this difficult time. 
um, and like you're going through some suffering, I think this. I think I think God is trying to remind us through the scriptures. Discipline. There's a good thing that comes out of discipline. When we face the sufferings, we're supposed to consider all things like consider it pure joy. Whenever we face trials of many kinds, it doesn't mean laugh it off. It just means I'm going to be hopeful because I know that God is going to redeem this and do something great out of it. But for those of you that are in rebellion, that you're living in sin, that you're pushing against God, you're pushing away from God, then God will discipline you. He'll, he'll, he'll bring punishment and discipline, even if it has to be seven times harder than normal. For what purpose? To bring you back into fellowship, to bring you back into obedience, to bring you back into this abiding relationship with himself so that you're experiencing the greatest good, which is Jesus. Friends, love you more than you know. We'll talk soon.